This free Hey Legal podcast is brought to you with the support of Caseload from De Novo Business Intelligence. This podcast is brought to you by Workflow Solutions, specialists in records and document management, scanning and digitization, managed print, cloud and IT solutions. Coming up in this week's episode of the Hey Legal podcast, Ross Yule, solicitor advocate for the Glasgow Law Practice and former Glasgow Bar Association president, provides an outline of the practical realities of representing the accused and sheriff courts currently under lockdown emergency measures. Let's hear it. It's been a fairly unusual experience heading into the criminal courts in recent weeks. I've personally managed to be in Glasgow Sheriff Court, Hamilton Sheriff Court, Paisley Sheriff Court over the last few weeks and to see lawyers turning up at court wearing masks sometimes and a lot wearing gloves. It's been a really unusual experience. And also to see how the courts have adapted by introducing social distancing as far as they can. However, it did take a bit of time for that to happen. We now have strips of tape um, in the well of the court telling us where we can and can't stand. Um, When people are waiting for cases, they're sitting in the public gallery rather than in the solicitor's seats. And also the number of cases taking place is significantly smaller than we've ever seen, particularly in somewhere like Glasgow Sheriff Court. In terms of numbers of cases in court, in the custody court in Glasgow, now on average each day we're seeing normally around about a dozen uh, new custody cases when the numbers during the week would normally be maybe 30 or 40 custodies. On a Monday in Glasgow, Nowadays, you would normally see between 70 and 100 custodies. And at present, that number's probably sitting closer to between 20 and 30. So there has been a significant drop in custody cases across the board. And I can only imagine that the numbers in the smaller jurisdictions are even smaller. I have heard stories of there being only one or two custodies in some of the courts around the central belt on certain days. Turning to deal with people in police custody, essentially people are not being visited by solicitors in police custody at the present time. All of the police stations, certainly in the Glasgow area, now have custody suites where you can see a person um, through a pane of glass um, and take instructions from them. But I think the general view is that solicitors are not attending to see people in police stations um, unless it is a very serious matter. We have also had some experience of dealing with police interviews. In the early stages of the lockdown, we had a couple of police interviews in Glasgow where essentially there was absolutely no uh, reference made to social distancing by the police at all. In fact, one of the interviews was in relation to a doctor who himself raised with the police the fact that they were not following social distancing rules. However, it would seem that the police station simply couldn't be adapted at that time. And we also had the experience of a murder interview, when again it was effectively carried out in the way you would expect, with the accused, a solicitor and two police officers in a very small interview room where the interview was recorded um, on an audio and visual basis, but absolutely no change to the normal process. 
and it did seem as if the police simply didn't know how to deal with introducing social distancing when they had an urgent matter where they had to interview somebody. Police interviews are still taking place, however it would seem that they're only in the most serious of matters and that ordinarily interviews don't appear to be taking place across the board. I would imagine that Police Scotland are looking to change those particular policies regarding social distancing, but I have to say our experience uh, is that it really wasn't possible to do that when there was some level of urgency in relation to interviews. In relation to the courts, for the first few weeks of the lockdown, solicitors were essentially still attending the cell area, particularly in Glasgow, and there was very little social distancing in place at all. Simple things like hand sanitizer. Uh, weren't available and staff didn't appear to be following any level of social distancing policy. However, that seems to have changed over the last couple of weeks uh, on the basis of interaction between the Glasgow Bar Association and GOAMI who provide security staff to the courts and there is now a new policy, particularly in Glasgow, of seeing uh, accused persons or persons from custody in what are effectively closed visit rooms through a screen and there is no longer any need to enter the main cell area. But I have to say that was after approximately three or four weeks of the lockdown being in place. The process for carrying out court appearances has changed fairly dramatically since the lockdown was put in place. The first thing is obviously that accused persons are no longer attending court and as a result, hearings are taking place in their, in their absence. There are situations where persons or accused are still being brought from custody if they're remanded for a case and my experience is that they are still being physically brought to court in certain situations, for example, deferred indictment matters or deferred summary matters where they're remanded for that particular case. That seems to differ across the courts. We had a High Court bail application in the High Court in Glasgow last week and that was conducted remotely with the accused person appearing on a video screen in the court. However, the Advocate Deputy Counsel, the Solicitor, the Clerk and the Judge were still in the court along with some security staff. So the hearing did take place but it was fairly artificial and there were issues regarding how you could consult with the client in advance and issues in relation to whether or not the accused was always hearing the proceedings albeit the technology appears to be there and the quality of video for example is very good and you can certainly see the client and they can see the court the issue really was in relation to the sound and in relation to being able to speak with the accused person before the hearing as the majority of courts maybe only have one or two video booths where people can go and meet with their client. There are a couple more in Glasgow Sheriff Court because it's a bigger uh, court and a bigger jurisdiction, but I'm not sure in any of the outlying courts whether there's much more than one particular room um, in each building. Um, so that's something that will need to be addressed moving forward. In relation to new matters where a person's been arrested and taken into a police station, we have seen a development which means that the person can appear on a live television link from the police station. This was something that wasn't in place before the lockdown and allows, particularly in Glasgow, a live television link from Cathcart Police Station to the court where the police 
no longer transport the person to court. They simply keep them in the police station, put them into a video room and their custody appearance is conducted by a solicitor who is down at the court but they are watching all of the proceedings by video link and that does appear to work. However, it's only being dealt with in a handful of cases at the present time and I think that relates to people who may have symptoms related to COVID-19 or general health conditions, which means there isn't a need to transfer them to court. So it's not something that's being done across the board as a matter of policy. Uh, people are still being transported from police stations to court to uh, appear from custody, certainly in Glasgow. In other jurisdictions, it seems to be that because of the hub court set up, there's a situation where a lot more of the hearings are taking place remotely. And I also see in the last few days that there's been guidance issued um, from the courts indicating that should solicitors uh, want to conduct, or, or fiscals in actual fact, so I think any court user who wishes to conduct a hearing remotely, then there is an option for them to either uh, dial in via video link or telephone and effectively conduct the hearing without the need to attend the court building. However, that's taken until about the fifth or sixth week of the lockdown situation to be put in place, but it seems to be a good idea, particularly for solicitors or procurator fiscal deputies who may themselves have health concerns and not want to travel to court but are keen to still be involved in proceedings. So it's something I think that will simply need to be a trial and error situation and see whether or not that works, but it is a step in the right direction. The courts are slowly putting in place social distancing uh, rules and regulations for court users. Those have taken a number of weeks to come about, but they do seem to be gradually uh, coming into place. As I've already said, we have seen some solicitors attending court wearing gloves or masks and, and in fact, I think on occasions appearing wearing uh, gloves and masks. However, there really isn't anything else in place provided by the Scottish Court Service. So, for example, there isn't hand sanitizer on all of the tables in the courtrooms. There are very general social distancing policies, as I say, in the court room itself. However, the courtrooms remain set out in a traditional format with what could only be called minor social distancing policies in place. It is really up to the individual solicitor to protect um, themselves and I have seen solicitors carrying around hand sanitizer, opening doors in the court using their gown and generally trying to have less contact with areas such as the cell area where there could be particular health and safety issues. One of the areas where we have seen fairly decent development is around the use of video link, particularly in relation to seeing uh, accused persons who are in prison, as essentially uh, after the first couple of weeks of the lockdown situation, solicitors were banned from attending any of the prisons uh, in the Glasgow area. Uh, Berlini, uh, Adiwell, Lomos uh, appear to have prevented solicitor access fairly quickly. However, there is still obviously the need for solicitors to be able to consult with um, their clients in custody. The process now is that solicitors can download an app onto their phone or iPad or log into a website which is secure and allows bookings to take place between uh, the prisoner 
and their solicitor using the prison staff to facilitate it. And essentially an email is sent to the solicitor by prison staff that allows access to a video call and the solicitor can undertake a private consultation um, in a room in the visits area at Berlini with the accused person whilst the solicitor is elsewhere, whether that be at home or in the office. The system seems to be working pretty well and the login uh, process is easy. The quality of video is pretty good. The only concern that we have had raised by uh, prisoners is whether or not it's secure and they're able to speak to their solicitor in the way they would like. There's no doubt that it's no substitute for actually going up and having a face-to-face consultation with a client regarding their case. However, in the interim period, it does seem to be working and allowing solicitors uh, limited access to their clients to discuss parts of their case. One of the other interesting things that we've had to adapt to in recent weeks is how we consult with counsel. We had a client arrested for murder during the lockdown period and had to arrange to discuss matters with senior counsel in the case. And we essentially decided that, first of all, we would do that via a Zoom consultation between uh, junior counsel, instructed solicitor and senior counsel to discuss the case. Thereafter, the process would need to be that we arrange for the solicitor to have a consultation via their iPad with the prisoner in uh, Berlin in this case and that counsel would need to effectively dial in on a mobile telephone and join the video call, albeit not physically, as the system doesn't allow uh, multiple people to join the call. So it's a bit clumsy, but we think that it would be able to work in the short term where senior counsel can, can, can consult with a client in custody, albeit via telephone and the video link. The biggest concern for all criminal practitioners at the present time is the volume of business and the fact that the numbers being prosecuted in terms of custody appearances and any new business has effectively ground to a halt. If we think about the number of firms even in Glasgow and on certain days during the lockdown period there has been something like five or six custodies. There are multiple uh, sole practitioners or high street firms who are simply not getting any new work during this period. And that can't be topped up by the normal situation where citations might be provided by existing clients, as essentially that process has been stopped as well, obviously because Procurator Fiscal's office um, is working on a skeleton staff and prioritising important matters. What we are seeing really is that almost all matters that call that were due to call in court are now being adjourned until August or September. Having spoken to a number of criminal practitioners in Glasgow, the big fear is that the period of June and July, when the courts might start uh, having some hearings, however, there won't be any new work and there won't be any cases concluding which would allow solicitors to render fees. And the general concern is that in order for solicitors to get to the point where there might be a surge of work, maybe in mid-August into September, firms are going to have significant difficulty getting there. 
they have been able to use the government scheme and I'm aware of a multitude of particularly junior lawyers who have been furloughed in recent weeks to allow firms to try to survive. But there is an ongoing concern, particularly for firms that only do criminal court work, that there's going to be this gap of a couple of months and how that is going to be able to be accommodated um, financially. The Scottish Legal Aid Board tend to get a pretty bad press generally, but I have to say my experience of their quick response to dealing with this crisis has been pretty good and the measures they have implemented have had a material impact, at least in the short term, on firms' ability to maintain their finances, the ability to interim fee summary accounts, which means that you're not having to wait until the conclusion of proceedings and that you can cash in certificates early for cases that have been adjourned has been a lifesaver for a number of firms as it has allowed a cash flow to come into the business that wouldn't have existed. I think that the Scottish Legal Aid Board should be commended for the way they have dealt with this uh, unprecedented situation. They've moved quickly. They've put in place a scheme that allows uh, firms to, in the short term, exist. And I see that in the last week or so, the scheme has been extended to allow um, the interim feeing of, for example, solemn files, children's files, and I believe some uh, civil files that firms will have. So all of these measures have had an impact because without the option to interim fee, the profession would have been staring down the barrel of two, three, four months of no work and also no ability to fee. We're not really sure how things are going to move forward. It does seem that the general procedure is that matters are being adjourned until August and September. We have seen some dates, for example, for solemn first diets in Glasgow, with dates being assigned in June, uh, and other matters that called in April being adjourned for a period of about eight weeks. So that should again have certain cases starting to call in June. And we've seen uh, guidance suggesting that some of the civil courts will reopen, uh, particularly around uh, child contact matters and possibly around children's hearing and children's referral matters. And that, again, is positive. Uh, however, it's really a case of, of, of looking at the guidance week to week at the moment to see how things will progress. The criminal bar is worried at the present time regarding how things are going to develop and whether or not firms are going to be able to sustain their businesses um, over the next two or three months when there is simply little if no new business. And that's something that all firms are, are having to deal with at present. I'm not sure really how that can be uh, addressed and dealt with in the short term. The majority of criminal defence only firms have had to deal with a number of years of underfunding and they really don't have reserves of cash to see them through more than a couple of months without new business coming in. And that will have an impact, particularly upon young practitioners who will either be furloughed for a lengthy period of time or unfortunately will be made redundant because their businesses will not be able to sustain 
multiple employees and it may mean that simply partners or principals in firms decide that they will try to do things on their own and that will have a material impact upon uh, young practitioners. We've also seen large amount of training contracts either uh, cancelled or trainees furloughed and you only have to take a look on a daily basis at, for example, Scottish Legal News to see that there are only about one or two jobs available for solicitors in Scotland at present that are being advertised. And in relation to trainees, any firm like ours who were looking at the option of taking trainees on will simply have paused that at the moment and might simply decide not to do that this year, not to take somebody on and simply go with the staff that they have. What we have seen is the courts adapting to this unprecedented period and really being forced to embrace new technology. But I don't think we're there yet. An example would be, in our firm, we had a situation where we required to lodge a triennium-busting writ over the last couple of weeks with a triennium scheduled for the 29th of April in a personal injury case where there had been some issues and the writ was drafted at a late stage. There really wasn't any guidance on how that could be done. It couldn't be done electronically, it would seem. And as a result, it resulted in me having to physically drive out to Paisley Sheriff Court, which is one of the hub courts, to hand the, the writ in physically to the court to have it warranted in order that we could have sheriff officers serve the writ. All of that now seems totally outdated and we would hope that what we're starting to see is a situation where there's not going to be the need for solicitors to be handing in things with wet signatures into clerks' offices and courts and that a system where we can simply start to email in documents um, to courts becomes the norm, as it would seem that in every other aspect of life that is the norm and I would hope that the courts start to adapt, and it seems to be they are, but starts to adapt and they start to accept things electronically and work in a way that all other businesses have to work um, out with the legal environment. And also what we hope to see is that solicitors' views in relation to the ways that the courts are operating are taken into account as we are the people there on the ground and often we feel as if we can be the last people to be advised of situations and actually if there was some discussion and the views of solicitors taken into account, it might actually help move things forward for the courts and we might see a situation where the fiscals, the clerks um, and the court can all work together along with the solicitors to make the processes and procedures better for everybody. Thanks very much to Ali and Hey Legal for allowing me to discuss the reality of the criminal courts during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for listening to this Hey Legal podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To hear the full CPD qualifying content, please visit heylegal.co.uk to subscribe and join our community. Or you could ask your law firm to contact us for a firm-wide subscription. Learn more, be more with Hey Legal.